Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bullocker Podcast. I'm Moose Lundstrom. I'm going second, and I'm Mag Orton. And I am Jen Nab or Generous. Generous. I still got to buy you that T-shirt, don't I? Yes, you do. I got to hook you up with that. I want a T-shirt. You're not, you're not generous. But I, would I be generous if I had a generous shirt on I from mean, a generous friend? If a, if a tree falls in the woods, right? I mean, he doesn't care. even get me boss. This place sucks. Mine's <laughs> more like the OG or OJ, I oh, guess. Oh, I like that. I like that. Yeah. The OJ. Yeah, yeah. She's generous with the J. That's generous. Generous. I think that. Yeah, yeah. So it's her, it's her rap name. But hey, welcome back. We're uh, on part two of our favorite stories of 2022. Part uh, two. Yeah, part two. What did I say? Part two. I did say part two. I was confirming it. I, gotcha. I was sharing in the, gotcha. the revelry. I got gotcha. you. Uh, I have uh, other two co-hosts that we've had on all year. There's been four of us all year. Uh, well, there's been six of us. Michelle Staley did one, and then Connie did one. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's been four of us. So uh, Dincy and uh, Adam did last week, and uh, they're here this week. So Well, we got the dream team here today. Yes, we do. We're going to have a blast. She's still leaving you hanging right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just just flying Sorry. in the air all by myself. She's generous till it comes to the it's pound. A, look at how we finish finish each other's sentences. See, look uh, how good that was. Well, that's good. I guess we got it. We that, got that it. That We're ready. I mean, I've seen better, but you know, whatever. All right, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, uh, what we're going to do today is talk about our favorite stories of 2022. Uh, last week we had a bunch of great stories. Yes. Uh, and for me, this is super tough because I could pick. 50 more, you know what I mean? I, I, there's been so many good stories in this podcast, in my humble opinion. So, Agreed. Um, we, we both picked two. All three of us picked two, and then we have two from uh, some people who follow the podcast. So, um, without further ado, you guys didn't check out last week's podcast, did you? The first part one? How terrible is it, is it that I haven't yet? No, it's cool. Uh, I have the stats, too, of how we all did. Ooh, so the stats. I should read them off, but I read them off last okay. week. So. Anyway. I didn't even see that it was out already. Yeah, it just came out. Oh, wait, did you it? You tell how plugged in we are as hosts, yeah. right? <laughs> well, and how sucky I am at social media. Ah, you're all good, Jennifer. It's all good. All right, guys. We have eight great stories. Eight great stories. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and you guys all picked stories that you were a part of, except for you, Jen. You actually picked one that was uh, that you didn't uh, co-host in. I did, yeah, because yeah. I, I have a personal relationship with uh michael okay we'll get to there i mean i don't know him but birds (laughs) (laughs) well the first two we'll talk about is uh there's two people who follow the podcast pretty well and they're not because they always comment on their they always comment on their uh stories on the on the youtube channel so i went out i reached out to them susan coaster of course the susan coaster yes and you got to meet her i did yeah what's up susan coaster yo uh she picked actually an episode and uh, it was a great episode, but I picked a story from the episode because she didn't want to pick a story out. That was, uh, it was uh, Jake Spore. Okay. Uh, Dana's son. Yeah. So uh, the story that I picked out for that one was the Anne Frank story. Anne so that's Frank the one that made story. me laugh the hardest. Yeah. Um, so we're, we're going to check it out and come back to it here. So my buddy, he was running for student body president or something in college. And then he made these posters and he's like, win or lose, we still booze. Like, his last name was Lot, so it's like two Lot to handle party. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, it was the house, they called it the cabin, mostly because it was just really fucking cold. Right, right. Because they yeah, heat the house with a wood stove. Nice. <laughs> and everybody would get too drunk and let the fire go out, and then you'd wake up and you could see your breath. They froze the toilet downstairs and it cracked. <laughs> <laughs> and it used to be an antique shop. <clears throat> 
So the whole house is just like a big open space like this with wood floors and wood walls. Right, right. So pretty good for throwing pretty insane parties. Right. It's basically set up like a bar. Right, right. And then, you know, they had a grow house in the back where people used to grow weed back there. So they had all these hooks and shit. Is it legal there or it's not legal there? It wasn't at the time. For is sure. it now? I think so. Okay. But, yeah, so, yeah. I'm like, dude, the cops are going to come. Talk right. to the, the kid throwing the party. He's like, They'll be cool. Like, they're not going to be cool. This is out of control. you got a, you got a house full of weed and a broken toilet downstairs. <laughs> there wasn't any weed at this time. They're going to have But questions. it's oddly suspicious. <laughs> it's like, why do you have so many LED lights hanging in your sunroom? That's where we dry our laundry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so, I don't know. There's hundreds of people in this house, packed. And I was like, so I'm not running. Too fat. Not right, going to do it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> They said they had a crawl space. And the bed covered the door almost perfectly. So you could roll the bed out, get in the crawl space, roll the bed back, close the door. Right. Can't be seen. So I told my buddy, like, I'm going up there. Like, you should go up there. You're going to go to jail. You're throwing the party. <laughs> He's like, nah, I think they'll be cool. Like, you're so stupid. <laughs> so, and the cops eventually break up the party. And I, phew, <laughs> yeah. I go, and I might have, I, th- I think it was codeine. I think I made some scissor at the time. <laughs> you made some what? Scissor. <laughs> 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 so, it's great because, like, everybody would get just horrible colds, and then we'd go to parties and drink scissor, and then it's actually not that fun of a okay. thing to do at a party because you just kinda, get really sleepy. I kind of follow what, what exactly is scissor. <laughs> I mean, codeine. <laughs> But it's anything else? Just yeah, use. yeah. I don't know. It's like Sprite, and you put a Jolly Rancher in there. So. Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah, the codeine. And yeah, we just like drink an energy <laughs> drink. And, like Little Wayne used to drink it. Yeah, Three Six Mafia has a song about it, but <laughs> so, I don't even think I mixed it with anything. I was just walking around with a bottle of codeine. Yeah, why? Why speed around? <laughs> it's like everything else is just speed bumps for where I'm trying to get. Right. <laughs> so. I was sitting there, hearts racing. You know, I can hear kids jumping out the window. This is like three stories up, right. and the kids are jumping out the window because it's It's like super old town, mining town. So the houses are like this far apart. Right. So kids would just get on roofs and start running down the street until they got a roof that was close enough to the ground. <laughs> and I can hear the cops just like, these kids are fucking crazy. <laughs> and they're searching the room that I'm in, and I can see them like look under the bed. I'm like, oh, Cause there's a tiny little crack in the crawl space if you look real hard if you look under the bed right yeah they didn't catch me like oh because <laughs> i was just thinking about how embarrassing is it going to be when this big ass cop like drags me out of this crawl space by my fucking ears let's go wait mile. <laughs> 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 so you know i hear him checking the closet they don't find anybody and then yeah, Cody kicks in. I start doing this and fall asleep. <laughs> so I later found out. So cops were letting everybody go because they're usually pretty cool. Yeah. And when the cops recognize the girl, she's still in high school. Oh, no. like, oh fuck. <laughs> now, right. now the homeowners look creepy. Right. <laughs> you know? right. right. <laughs> so they basically everybody in the basement was cornered. Everybody else that was upstairs was able to skedaddle out of there, right. and the cops couldn't catch anybody. And <laughs> so we made the newspaper because it was like 27 MIPs, the most <laughs> the cops had ever written in a night. <laughs> then, How many pickle tickets, though, Harold? <laughs> How many pickle tickets? 
with your lame ass party. <laughs> so my five buddies that live there, and one other dude, just because he was being aggravated, <coughs> again got disorderly conduct tickets, 185 bucks, and then Jeez. you know you got to go through the whole problem of finding a sober driver that can babysit the drunk people once you get them out of jail. <laughs> so it was like five in the morning they came back. And they're making all kind of ruckus. Their blood's pumping. They're all pissed off that they went to jail. Mm-hmm. Like nobody should be surprised that you went to jail. But person surprises you. I come crawling up, and they, I was upstairs, and they're down below, and they're like, "Jake, where the fuck have you been?" I was like, "Dude, Anne Frank did." That's where my buddy Justin looks at me. He goes. They let you go because they thought you were blind and deaf. My friends are so dumb that I can't even make jokes. <laughs> All right, so that was the Anne Frank story from Jake Spore. That was uh, from the uh, favorite episode of uh, uh, Susan Coaster. So sorry, a little distracted. Right <laughs> we're, we're pushing through. Yeah, yeah we're pushing through. Uh, that was the story. The whole uh, podcast is actually pretty funny. It's probably one of the funniest ones we did all year. I continued to keep listening to it. It was great. Yeah, yeah. He's not from here. That's uh, the mayor's son. The mayor's son. Yeah, Jake. Yes. He's from North Dakota, South Dakota, and Dakotas. I don't know who our mayor is. Who? (laughs) I love it. Oh, okay. Dana Uh, Dana Dana Sherman. Sherman. I'm very political. (laughs) (laughs) The hat says it all, Jennifer. I love it. The hat says it all. I, I, I I love that. What's that? Not not knowing those kind of things. Like, there's a certain bliss to that. Right. Yeah, I just, I don't pay much attention because it's such a mess. Ah. So. Uh, she got a hold of me and said that, you know, her sons were, were in on it. And one, one kind of didn't have any interest towards the end. So Jake yeah. went ahead and came. We actually, it was the first one we did here at the Emporium, which that's where we were at the Brush Emporium. I should have plugged that first. Brush I'm Emporium, sorry. here we are. We'll talk about it here in a second. But uh, uh, she said, you know, he wants to try it out. And so he came in and, uh, man, he, I think he just did a great job. Did you listen to the whole story episode or no? I did. Okay. Yeah, they they were all great. He, and he's he was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, he was. And then at the end, how he gets me is kind of it's kind of funny. So, <laughs> okay, so I'm curious uh, when you're seeking a funny story out, what tickles you? What tickles you about this story the most, Larry? About this story? Yeah, this story or funny stories like this. How do they get you? How do the, they? The, how can a great story get on this best of? It was a great story. Uh, at the end, I like the, the the punchline at the end. Uh, Refresh it. His, his friend. Did you, did you listen to this? I did, but I'm trying to talk about it in context. <laughs> okay, buddy. I'm asking uh, questions, engaging. His friend wanted to know where he'd been. He's like, and franked it, which yes. means, although he was in the cellar, not the attic. And his friend then says, they let you go because they thought you were deaf and blind. <laughs> that was the that part right there. And it's it's a, it, the part that I love about it is... I was proud of being Adam got it right away. Like, yeah, yeah. There's nothing to signify that he's talking about Helen Keller, but they just automatically know that's what he's talking yeah. about. And, you know, in your mind, you actually make that same connection, right? I did not. Really? It, it took, I, I had to wait for them to say Helen Keller before I was like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> believe I am now dumber for listening to that because I didn't make the connection at first. Right. Yeah. Right. And yeah. I, yeah. But I thought it was hilarious. I was just like, oh, my gosh, that's great. Right. She did a good job. So, Susan Coaster, thank you so much for uh, commenting every week on the podcast. I always look forward to your comments. She always guesses. That's, I, that's know, the fun of the podcast, yeah, I would say. It, I love that, seeing people get involved like that. And it just dawned on me what I should have done when I did all our stats. I should have put Susan Coaster's stats in there, too, because I don't that's think right. she's missed a week. 
Oh man, that's Very a really nice. good idea. A, a, a listener leaderboard yeah. to know who's who's the best guesser. Oh, you know what? Maybe that's a good. You know that's, I mean? Maybe we should uh, in, introduce that in twenty twenty three. Get featured on the leaderboard. Yeah. And oh, you know what? I remember a podcast I used to listen to back in the day. I know this is a side note, but it connects. I swear. The biggest problem in the universe. They would present problems every episode, and then they would put it up to a vote on their website, and fans could vote up or down on what the biggest problem was. Okay. Yes. And it had so many ridiculous things. <laughs> Interesting. Right. Yes. But you could throw on the leaderboards like, uh, take your guess here and sign on, and then they will make a guess of whatever they think the bullhucker is, and then they move up and down on the leaderboards on the website. But like, how do, how do we do that? Guesser. Well, we can, we can do the, the... Let's talk about the logistics right now. Let's make this a three-hour podcast. Is Susan never going to come on the show? She, I've offered. I've offered. Get her. on the show. How amazing would that be? Yeah, come, come on the show, Susan. Yeah. Tell some stories. <laughs> so she's so nice. You eventually work your way into co-host. Yep, yep. You know what? Maybe that's where we should get her. I'm saying. There you go. Her and her husband are great. They came to the last comedy show. It was, it was a lot of fun to have them. So. That's awesome. And the comedian actually picked her husband out and started messing with him. It, yes. was, it was great. That's so. the most exciting <laughs> thing. It was fun. That is uh, you're actually going to be the one coming up here pretty soon, Jen. I sure am. All right. We'll, we'll have more information on that later, though. So. And oh, Frank. Okay. And that was Anne Frank. So thank you, Jake Spore, for being on the podcast. You thank were great, you. man. You were a, a pleasure. Uh, surprise thoroughly entertaining i didn't know him at all man so when you walk in blind it's tough when you don't know him right yeah, well oh shoot i feel like that's half the times i'm co-hosting with you is all these different people so well, yeah because you you know to determine if somebody's bullhucking yeah you kind of want to know them personally right because so, you're like hmm how to read them if you don't know them at all right you have a huge risk of they can bullhuck you all day long tell right. you whatever they want yep but it's fun. You and I have done, Matt, have done it a few times in Springs. We didn't know that those guys in Colorado Springs. It, it, well, and, and there's a piece where, like, uh, you take it I, – I don't know how to word this, but I take this relatively seriously because, like, I want it to be entertaining. But when you're going in cold and not knowing somebody, there are times – like, I remember um, – not that I, I – mean, right, it's the best stuff. We could talk about other episodes. The Jimbo Fisher episode. Jimbo, you rock. You're, 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 no, Jimbo Lucas. Lucas, that's what I meant. Who's Jimbo Fisher? Who is Jimbo Fisher? That's like a college football coach. That's somebody. That's somebody. All right, so Jimbo Lucas. Jimbo Lucas was, uh, when we were in the Springs, brand new. Never, I mean, not that I've ever met wrestlers many times, but one of those situations where you go in cold, and then he plays cold because he was was putting on that facade of, like, I'm not going to give you guys a lot of info. I'm not going to give a lot of emotive response because I I want you guys to read nothing from me. And straight up, Larry and I look over at each other in, like, semi-panic going, oh, my God, at first, this guy doesn't want to be on this he's not engaging this no no no. he's acting to make it harder for us to guess like, we, we wouldn't know that because yeah. we don't know him right and then we pick up on it like the second story going oh my god okay now we got to start asking questions draw that out of him try and get right. him to share information get him to trip up and that's hard but to be fair it. he wasn't going to do it at first he was a standing because the right. other two guys couldn't make it so he just jumped right in just like cold right cold, cold turkey man so yeah it was uh wow it was fascinating but it definitely speaks to that like when you when you first meet somebody and you have no idea anything about them they could be anything and you're right. not going to be able to pick up lies you're not going to be able to pick up anything at all and i'll tell you before we get off this subject if you have a chance to look up on youtube jimbo lucas the wrestler of springs dude the man's like 50 years old jen he's built like a shit brick house <laughs> it's crazy and this guy is athletic as all get out okay. man yes. it was it was amazing to watch him work man yes. he was like a young man i was i I'm five five years younger than him, and there's no way I could even remotely nope. keep up with this old man. No, dude, same you know? thing. I heard some of his uh, yesterday when I was on the road. It's either before or after one of our stories. Okay. 
right. So I was like, oh, who's this dude? Trying to remember the wrestler. Yes. I didn't realize he was a wrestler. He was good. Okay. The other one is uh, Tish Perez. Hey, what's up, Tish? Yo, Tish. Uh, um, she's always very, very uh, – she does a lot on YouTube. She always yeah. comments. She's always very active on the Bullhucker stuff. And every time I see her, she talks about it. She's the one that Adam dogged on the hug. He was fucking Adams. <laughs> <laughs> and she always writes, it's okay. Uh, she gave me two stories. I just picked one of the two that she gave me to put on here. And that yep. was the uh, peanut butter hemorrhoid cream from Akron, Colorado. <laughs> Connie, <laughs> Connie Ray, man. So uh, we're going to check it out. Here's, here's the uh, peanut butter hemorrhoid cream story. I've got a lot of great stories from the military. And I thought this was one of the, the funnier ones. Um, There's not many women in the military, and I worked construction. I was a Navy CB. I was a heavy equipment operator. And uh, we used to go do field exercises, maneuvers, up in Hunter Liggett, California. And uh, we had three girls that were in our tent. Um, Well, three other girls besides myself. And uh, we we were up there doing field maneuvers. And, you know, Hunter Liggett, if you know anything about California, is hot in the summertime. Mm. And... uh, you get chafed in areas. <laughs> well, this, this, this one girl in our tent, she wasn't, she didn't have the best hygiene. <laughs> and for months, you know, she would, she'd get up in the morning, she'd throw her PT gear on. I mean, we, we all lived in barracks together. And she'd get up, she'd throw her PT gear on, and we'd go run. And then after we were done with physical training, we'd go back to the barracks, we would shower, and um, change into our, our camos and uh, go to work. Well, she would not shower. She would literally just mm. get dressed and go to work. I oh, mean. Oh, natural. Yeah. yeah. Mm. And uh, she was ripe. I mean, she, <laughs> she would stink. And, and this went on for a while. And um, So anyways, we're, we're now in Hunter Liggett. We're doing field maneuvers. And we just got back um, from a night ops. Um, we were the aggressors. Um, we were going up with a battalion. Um, we were in a, a small detachment, and we would attack. We would attack the aggressors uh, with Miles gear. It's a, a thing you would wear on your chest, and you'd have a little um, suppressor on your M16, and it would fire a laser beam. Okay. And if he mm. got hit, it would go off. It was very noisy. And uh, but anyways, we got we got back, and we were hot, and we were sweaty, and we're, we just get, want to get done, and. Uh, Roxanne goes, she says, uh, anybody have any ointment? She says, I'm chafed. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, you know. So we're looking around, and we got ointment. And I looked at my girlfriend, Carrie, and I said, check this out. And we have, you guys would know what MREs are. Yeah. 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 We have meals ready to eat. Mm-hmm. Well, they have little tubes of uh, peanut butter <laughs> in them. <laughs> <laughs> so I handed her, I said, here you go. And I threw it over to her. And she said, hey, thanks. And, you know, she didn't even think anything of it. She broke the tube over it. You know, but what the funny part of it was, was it's night. Yeah, it's nighttime. And uh, you could see her silhouette. You know, so she's kind of bent over and I don't know how explicit. (laughs) She's taking this peanut butter that's on her fingers and she's wiping it in her butt crack. Yes, right. It looks like she's wiping your butt in reverse. Yes, yes, exactly. (laughs) And uh, so anyways, she, uh, you know, she's all of a sudden, she's... What does that smell? She takes her fingers. Sticks them. She called us every name in the book. You mother effer, son of a gun. You know, she said, you gave me peanut butter and I just wiped it up my ass. You know? Why does my butt smell like my childhood? 
<laughs> so needless butter. to say, she wasn't too happy with us. But uh, but yeah, that's the that's the peanut butter. So that was the uh, hemorrhoid, peanut butter hemorrhoid cream with Connie Ray. That was actually the first one we filmed in Akron, Colorado. That was so much fun at the uh, at Ease Bar, and that's a, what a great little bar, by the way. It's not the at Ease Bar. Is it, it, it's just at Ease Bar, and so you have to say it as at at Ease Bar. It's the at Ease Bar. There's no the. It's the. It has to be if you put it in a sentence. Doesn't make sense. Oh. As, I was at Addie's. Yeah, I was at Addie's Bar because the name is Addie's, and you would say I'm at Addie's Bar because it's not the Addie's Bar. She said that to us. Anyway, grammar, please. <laughs> that was that was a great episode. Her whole episode was pretty great. She she had a, a story. I, I liked the peanut butter story. But I would have picked a different one of her stories. I'd have picked the one with her dad and the okay. Hubble telescope. That was her dad. Actually, uh, was one of the guys who polished the Hubble telescope for what seven years. Yes, that? yes. I mean, it was it was cool, and he was such a amateur uh, astrologer. Uh, no, he, he not got, astrologer. No, what did I say? Uh, astronomer, astronomer. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a uh, amateur astronomer. That it was a huge honor to do that. You yes. know, and how how emotional he got when he got to launch into space, and him and his wife were there to see the Hubble. Launch. Wow, that is amazing. And, it, well, you know, it's nice to get those m- more deep stories every now and again right. instead of funny all the time. Right. Well, that was that, the, the funny one was the peanut butter hemorrhoid cream that yeah. it was actually picked. And Tish, I guess, is a nurse, and that's why she picked it, because every time she has to apply cream on anybody's ass, she starts giggling <laughs> a little bit. So it, it, <laughs> she thinks about that story. So. Uh, it was a fun story, and Connie Ray was great, man. She was fantastic. I agree. Yeah, I had a blast talking with her. Um, I I remember thinking during the story, I, I, would it be effective? Like, I've never tried it. I remember you were asking that, and like, I thought, would it be effective? Would peanut butter actually be like, we're in apocalypse mode, okay? Well, buddy, there's it's, only one to find out. Right, get some Skippy, baby. We're going to check this out. It's not going to give you any, like, relief like lidocaine would. <laughs> And I don't think there's any medicinal benefits to peanut butter in your butt. But for I think that it could be effective, but not for hemorrhoids. Just a thought. Here's the uh, disclaimer I'm going to give for the Bullhucker podcast. Please don't put peanut butter in your ass. Okay, we we cannot confirm that it's going to help you at all. It may hurt you. How about? Don't kink shame, Larry. Don't kink if you want to put peanut butter, just don't tell us about it. Just do whatever you want. Keep, keep our name out your mouth, okay? <laughs> keep our name out your mouth. Okay? Um, so. And if you're going to do it to somebody else, then come in and tell us the story about it. Right. Because it's definitely right. worthwhile to hear. Right. And keep your fingers out of your mouth after you don't want to share the peanut butter. But peanut butter gets everywhere. There's only one way to get it really clean off your fingers. You have to that fucker off. So. I am but, not touching that. But that's one of the three people I picked to... Uh, other than the co-host, my mom, because mom always obviously always watches everyone, and she yes. calls and talks about Shout it. Shout out to moms. What's up, mom? And uh, Tish and then uh, Miss uh, Miss Coaster, Susan yeah. Coaster. So very nice. Thank Thanks you guys for listening. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for listening. So thank much. you for doing that. And if you want to, <laughs> if you want to be part of this, but we always appreciate when you do comment on the YouTube channel. It's always fun to see people when they comment and. and Put their, their, what their guess was, you know. Try to guess. And not to talk shit, but I think Susan Coaster might be one of the not, not so great, like around my my level. And so I'm not guessing. Good. Yeah, yeah. She's, she told me she's horrible at it. So. I think I think it's a, it's also a different kind of experience where inviting them on to co-host, trying to guess from the chair versus mm. guessing from the podcast. Right. It always feels a little bit different. You know, it's funny. When I edit these two, I always think to myself, man, I wish I had said that. Wish, you know, I yes. wish I went there. Man, uh, or I'll catch something the second time around. Yeah. 
as I'm editing it, I'll be like, oh shit, I didn't, I got, I totally missed that reference, or yep. I didn't, I didn't understand what they were saying completely. Oh yeah. And it's happened with you, you guys both, and all four co-hosts. You said something, and I've taken it wrong, and I, I've, I've argued with you, and you're, and I can see on the camera, you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> You still like this is your podcast, idiot, because you're fucking this up. So uh, that was that was Tish Perez. So thanks again, Tish. You're great, man. Okay, you know what? We'll let the lady go first. How's that sound, Matt? I think that's fair. Jen, uh, you picked two stories. Which one do you want to talk about first? Um, let's go ahead and talk about uh, Christine Castro's Denver Ditch, Denver Ditch episode. All right, this is episode 71, Denver Ditch, uh, from Christine Casto here. Check this one out right here. My girlfriend's husband had set me up with this guy oh great wasn't a bad looking guy not a good looking guy but not a bad looking guy so the guy says he's got tickets to go to comedy works in denver nice. i'm like oh sweet i'm down for that i'm like i'll just meet you in denver and so like oh it was and like you've already met him at this point, or you've only seen photographs. No, no, I met him briefly. Okay, like, very, very briefly. Like, hi, my name's Christine. Oh, you are. Okay, and, and then yeah. the day it was on, and then it was. Oh yeah, you got to go out with him. He's super cool. He's nice. Um, blah blah. I told him I would meet him in Denver. I'm like, oh sure, we'll just meet up in Denver and go to Comedy Works, hang out, check things out. Well, a couple of days before we're supposed to go to this comedy work show, he calls me and he says, well, um, my truck's not working, blah, blah, can, can I just ride with you up there? And I'm like, sure, oh, yes. he's, from, he's from down here. Yes. Okay, yes. gotcha. <laughs> yes, so I'm like, sure. So I go by and I pick him up. And off to Denver we go. It's an hour and 15 minutes in the car. And I am on the drive there. I'm turning the music up a little more each time. Because he's talking about himself the whole time. And I'm like, okay, this dude is just nervous. You know, it's not a, hey, what do you do? He didn't want to know Jack crap about me <laughs> he's a narcissist he's telling me how fabulous he is and what he does and blah blah how fabulous he is i love it and i am just hanging on the steering wheel cutting into my fingers with my fingernails going oh my god well we get to denver and we go to this italian restaurant to eat before comedy works very nice restaurant Food is wonderful. The company, not so much. And so at the table, he's still telling me how freaking fabulous he is. And I'm like going, dude, if I don't see it and you have to tell me, it's not there. Right. right. Are you convincing you or are you convincing me? That's Yeah, right. Yeah, okay, it right. was that bad. And at one point through this, and, and he's kind of rude with the, the wait staff. Well, I've, I've been wait staff my whole life. You're right. never rude to wait staff when and you've been wait staff. I'm just like, um, and, and he's just kind of trying, coming off condescending and arrogant and like, oh, he's so above them. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's kind of like, I'm like, dude, one more thing out of your mouth and I could probably stab you in the head with a fork. <laughs> and and you've seen those forks in Italian restaurants. Yeah. They've got some super long tines. Right. I'm thinking yeah. I could just... Nice. You could really get a geek geek in there deep. <laughs> I could go two and a half inches. Yeah. Oh. So I'm like, oh, fuck. So we finish up with dinner and we go to Comedy Works. We walk down to Comedy Works. We get to comedy works and at this point i'm ordering buckets of beer <laughs> he's just gonna get hammered <laughs> we are not doing just a beer at a time no buckets you're making it so he didn't want to drive home with you <laughs> <laughs> you're not gonna want to get in the car with me buddy <laughs> so i am drinking i'm getting my drink on right well we're sitting up near the front in the heckler section yeah. Pretty much so, yes. <laughs> the firing zone, yeah. Very much firing zone. And I've had already one bucket of beers down and <laughs> on to the next bucket. And I have to pee. I'm like, oh, crap. Oh, no. I've got to slide out of this booth and go to the bathroom. Finally, I get up enough nerve to scoot out and go to the bathroom. Well, it's Bobcat Goldblatt. He's oh, obnoxious. No. Oh, no. <laughs> so he yells, hey! And, and he tells this guy that I'm with, your wife's leaving you. I would have already left you. <laughs> <laughs> just horrible. And I'm like, I just turned around and I'm like, I'm not his wife. <laughs> I'm going oh. to the bathroom. Right, right. I, go, I come back and he's just mad. He's just, the guy I'm on this date with is just mad. Why would you turn around and say that? That was just, that was crappy. And I'm like, dude. Because I'm not your wife. <laughs> I'm not your wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the, you publicly humiliated a narcissist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was, so he was just so much fun. Right. So. So much fun. <laughs> She's so polite about it. He was a gem. Uh, <laughs> so we, we get done with comedy works and. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's just call it a night. And he's like, well, we should go over to the Hard Rock Cafe. I'm like, oh, right. You're downtown Denver at that comedy works. Yes, okay. yes. So over to the Hard Rock Cafe we roll. And so we get into the Hard Rock, and I said, he, he went up to get us drinks, and I said, well, find us a table. I've got to go to the ladies' room. Went to the ladies' room and then went out the back through the kitchen area and left you him left there him. left him there oh my gosh i in love Denver, it in your ride home <laughs> all the way to my car i'm going oh jesus if he's like if he happens to know i'm gone and is right. at the car i'm just gonna tell him uh dinner didn't go well with my stomach we gotta go right, we gotta, right, right. <laughs> right. Like, if you get caught you, you got your excuse i got, Otherwise, I got it together free. i am out of here where's my fork was <laughs> my shanking fork? Yeah. yeah, so so I ditched him in Denver. I get back home, and thank God the guy doesn't know where I live. I went and picked him up. Oh, nice! But come to find out, he was my girlfriend's husband's boss. Oh no! So that was the uh, episode uh, seventy-one, Christine Castell. Uh, one of the owners of the Club Tap Room, which we've done a lot of 
podcast out yes. of it, and we'll continue to because I, I really like to tap from there. Strohs are all great people. Um, why did you pick that one, Jen? Uh, well, my thought was she's been with Ryan for so long. Uh, I'm old and would not have the balls to do anything like that. <laughs> to ditch somebody in Denver? Ditch to, to ditch somebody at all. I mean... But and I just thought it was hilarious that she just was like, "Well, nope, screw this," and just didn't she? She climbed out of the bathroom window. She went out the back door. She went out the back door, right? Yeah, yeah. And just left. And I thought, oh my gosh, I wish I would be able to do that. If I could do that, I could have saved myself so much troubles <laughs> over the years, <laughs> so what? much headaches, and yeah. What do you think about it, Matt? I got to go. I like the idea of. of finding a situation where you absolutely need to leave um and sometimes ditching ditching is required have you ever done it absolutely yes really yeah friends family and it's i would say this is something as <laughs> as an introvert it's just the way it is there are times where i just don't want to expend the energy and i have to come up with a creative lie to get out of doing something and so like for example you're hanging out with friends and you set a time limit i want to leave at seven i do not want to be here past this you set a timer on your phone for seven o'clock so it's your phone ringing mm-hmm. and you answer the phone like oh shoot i totally forgot about that guys i gotta take off i'm scott free mm-hmm. their feelings aren't hurt everybody you, gets to enjoy them you did that to me two weeks ago I, did i yes when i'm kidding see you, uh, i was see like you, see i had to think about it because i probably have done it to you in the past at some point but uh I, the intention is not to hurt anybody right it's it's right. like i if you get in a situation where you need to get away from somebody get away from them but it's also your own personal well-being you know you want to you want to be healthy happy and you set limits for yourself it's got a ditch yeah but you ditched him to begin with she ditched him 90 miles that way yeah. that's that's the tough Just part there a that's, blind I don't day and that. then he ends up not being able to drive so she has to not only ride up with him doesn't know him at all she's probably halfway to keensburg before she decides i don't like this guy how am i she's probably already <laughs> making a plan how am i gonna get out of this I, I just thought it was so funny, and especially, yeah, 90 miles away, that's better than snipe hunting. Want <laughs> <laughs> to go snipe hunting at the Hard Rock Cafe? Are you familiar with snipe hunting, Matt? I don't even know what snipe hunting is. Okay, it's a it's a local joke as far as I can tell. I haven't heard about it anywhere else. Yeah. Or they call it something different. Uh, it happened to me my freshman year. The, a bunch of older kids will take you out snipe hunting. By the way, snipes do not exist. Right. Okay. And then they take you out by the river, wherever, in the middle of nowhere, and then they just leave you. They will tell you it's a little bird. <laughs> no, I heard it was like a weasel glo- with glowing eyes. That is funny. When, yeah. when, I, when they took me, I, was, I ended up halfway out toward, to New Raymer, and I was just like, oh, my gosh. Did you have anything like that, girl? I've never, I've never been snipe hunted You've or never tricked been or anything snipe like hunting? that. Not, not once. Well, it's because you turned them down to begin with. With, oh wait, my 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 home phone's ringing. Yeah, no, I honestly would I'd be like, why would I want to ever go out in the middle of the woods with any of you? Like, I'm staying home. <laughs> is, is your mom on the other home this line? Is, yeah, yeah. This is the makings of every horror movie I've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I I I don't wouldn't even want to risk it. <laughs> like, why? I, I try. Hey, yeah. I know we're just friends right now, but do you want to go in the middle of nowhere with us, where only we have access to? No. I just I just wanted to be like Tomato Caleb. <laughs> Please be my friend. Please be my friend. Uh, I did like the Denver ditch. Uh, and like I said in the podcast, that guy probably sat there and thought to himself, she must be taking the biggest shit ever. Like, you know, I don't know that Italian food <laughs> yeah. must have hit bottom. And the minute, I try and picture the minute he realizes that she's not coming back. She has left him out in a town 
a hundred miles away. I mean, you know, and who do you call? You know, you got to right. call a buddy, and that's. Uh, Can you come and get me? Can't call Uber. Well, I was gonna say I can't remember what. When did this happen again? Oh, she said, "Well, her and Ryan have been together for a long time, so I, I'd say early two thousands, maybe pre pre ride share, pre all that. Oh, so shit, nobody easy. to call. So you have to like call a taxi, a cab service, sure. Yeah, yeah. I just thought, and even leaving them anywhere, just anywhere, but yeah, ninety miles away. And I'd, I'd love to hear a rebuttal. Like I'd love to talk to this guy and be like, "So, which, how long did you wait? Yeah. How long did you sit at the Hard Rock Cafe?" <laughs> What did she order? Did you pay the bill? Yeah. How'd you get home? And He must have paid for those 15 buckets of beer she said she ordered. So And he must have been. I mean, she deals with, I'm sure she deals with unruly's. Oh, guarantee it. This guy had to be completely just the worst. Right. You know, for her to just say, nope, I'm out. And I'm here it is. I'm just leaving. Right, right. Sneaking out and leaving. I think it's still funny. Well, bounce, baby. All's fair in love and war. Is there any truth to that uh, statement? Yes. And so, like, it, this is an example of that where, I mean, you get a vibe. You, all's fair, man. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah. I guess we've all been there. You ever been ditched? Like, like. On a date? On a date? Oh, yeah. Yeah, in some pretty harsh ways at that. Um, <laughs> we'll get into that. that. Yeah. I'm, I, if anything, maybe I'm more used to that than anything else. You know what? February's coming up. We can have a little episode yes. where we talk about a heartbreak. So. My poor heart. I had breakfast with a guy that I grew up with. I'd known him my whole life. And we got together and had breakfast. And then right after, he ghosted, ghosted me. Oh, wow. Like, I was just like, you know I have your phone number, right? And I was like, that ain't cool ghost me why don't you just tell me you're too much and i knew it he was very religious and reserved and i thought oh yeah this guy's not gonna be able to handle me <laughs> no, no jen i wouldn't uh, that's a yeah i'm too out of control but if i was christine <laughs> my plan would have been to act so bad i got arrested or kicked out of the i'd go to just go oh i don't know how you're gonna get home but i'm going to jail yeah, yeah. absolve yourself of a little bit of the blame a night in the denver county is not that bad <laughs> compared to this date <laughs> i would rather be arrested and in jail than spend yes. a night with you next time i'm a guest on, <laughs> next time i'm a guest on the show that's the story i should tell you right. the, yeah the first time i ever got arrested that's right. a doozy of a story i want to hear that all right. definitely all right well that was uh hemorrhoid or no i'm sorry that was uh the denver ditch denver so, ditch yeah. thank you christine for get, making us laugh that's a good so one. much yep thanks for everything christine Casto. all right matt you have two stories picked which one do you want to talk about first yeah, uh, fire night and balls. I want to talk about. Let's talk about balls. All right, balls. Let's talk about some balls. This is Nathan Tyree. This is balls. Right, Check it out. I will tell my story about balls. Great. <laughs> I had to ask people how to title this one, by the way, and that's what people came up with. Great. They're like, obviously, you need to call it balls. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I did. All right. So that was in the jail setting. That was at the Moffat County Sheriff's Department, which is Craig, Colorado, uh, okay, western yeah. side of the state. Um, I was working for the the county jail for Moffat County. Um, I think I was just a regular jail deputy at the time. I was relatively new, but this was after prison. Um, so, I mean, I kind of had some relative like relevant experience. So I was in the jail setting. They arrested somebody. The local PD arrested this guy who was clearly having some kind of mental problems. Like he was probably clinically insane. Right. He was self-medicating with marijuana, like a lot of marijuana. So when law enforcement contacted him for kind of like crazy behavior he had i think like 
two pounds of weed in his car, which is, <laughs> I mean, isn't clearly way more than you can legally possess. <laughs> so they arrested him for, you know, possession of marijuana. So they brought him to the jail and, I mean, he was medicating, self-medicating with marijuana. So when he was not able to get his medicine, yeah. he fell apart. So we couldn't move him to population. As soon as his weed wore off, he just took his clothes off <laughs> immediately. So reality's not great all the time. Yeah. You know? So I mean, if you got to stay too long in it, it's going to make you crazy. You yeah, know? It's true. <laughs> this guy was probably actually crazy. So nice. he, first thing he did, put him in a holding cell. Um, and so I don't know how well, you know, like jails, but there's usually, there's a booking area and there's like, then there's like population. Okay. This guy, you clearly couldn't pop, put in population because he just was naked. Like that he <laughs> just was going to take his clothes off. So we put him in this holding cell. And as soon as he kind of got off his weed, he just took all his clothes off and was hanging out in there. He spent all his time kind of wandering around and talking about the Zach Brown band. <laughs> but I don't. I don't know why, but that's what he talked that about. Interesting. Fried, fried chicken, right? Yeah, I don't know. That's the song. <laughs> I don't even know the band. He just talked about Zach Brown band okay. like, constantly. Okay. So there, there's two incidents with him that happened relatively close together. First, like he was relatively new to jail and he had to go and talk to his public defender, which means you have to walk him out of the cell over to this little room. So I went to his cell to open the door to be like, here's your public defender. Um, to talk about your court case, um, and he, he was wrapped in a blanket, so I couldn't tell, you know, he was naked. Probably should have guessed. <laughs> Didn't. But I opened the door, and he saw this as his opportunity, obviously, because he took the, jet, he took the blanket off, and he went, yeah, and he threw it on me. <laughs> <laughs> and then he ran out into the booking area, buck naked, fully naked. <laughs> and there were, like, three deputies in there. Corporal Booker, at the time, was there. He did a fantastic open field tackle. Like, got low, like, lowered his hips. <laughs> yeah. Drove through the tackle? Yeah, drove through yeah. the tackle. Okay, Absolutely good, tackled yeah, naked, yeah, dude. Yeah. Fully tackled him. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know if you've ever tried to wrestle a naked dude. <laughs> oh, God. Not that I'm going to tell you. But <laughs> <laughs> They're kind of slippery. So he started to get away. <laughs> so... Like, everybody else in there, me included, ran over and did, like, a pig pile on the, the naked dude in the booking area. Pig and pile got, on the naked dude. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's the name for my rock band, by the way. Pig pile. <laughs> and uh, so we got them all handcuffed and put back in the cell. And he, I mean, he was still in there talking about Zach Brown band. But then, so I went home from that shift and came back the next day. And he's still, still fully crazy. He's still, you know, talking about Zach Brown band and trying to figure out how to get to the roof through the cement slab on the floor and stuff like that. But one of the things you do as a deputy is you escort an, uh, another inmate around and drop off food. So we go to the booking area to drop off breakfast for this guy. And this is where the story tile comes into play. <clears throat> so have you seen jail do doors before? Seen what? Like a jail door, how they look like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm it's proud just, to say no, but. It's a window. About yay big. Yeah. And then there's a trace lot about the same size oh, as yeah. below it. Okay, yeah, so it's yeah. like that. So he's standing in his cell. I can tell that he's naked this time. He's not wearing his blanket. He's a naked dude. So he's just hanging out. And I, I'm like, whatever. So I put the trace lot in there. And then he walks over to me. And he looks at me like he's going to say something. So he makes like. Yes. <laughs> I knew where Direct this eye contact. This. And then he like drops his testicles <laughs> on the plate in his milk. And he goes, 
And he makes eye contact with yes. me and he goes, balls. <laughs> 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 and I, I lost it. I, mean, I just absolutely lost it. <laughs> he spilled milk all over the place. <laughs> and so, I, I mean, I think I had to finish the dropping off food after that, but it took me a good couple minutes to collect myself and move on. Because how do you go from Sony making eye contact? Yeah. He planned that for a while, too. That was the highlight of his date. Yeah. All right. That was uh, Nathan Tyree with balls. <laughs> no. I love that. Can you can you say that just like that again? That was Nathan Tyree with, with balls. balls. Sorry, Nathan. That's Carpe how, balls. Um, that's how he says it. That's true. That is true. He was talking about balls. Uh, city councilor. That's the first thing is anytime we have somebody like that, Nathan <laughs> is on city council sharing a story that he's he's interacted with prisoners. He all right. So for background, some of you may not have seen it. Obviously, you just saw the story, but out of context, Nathan had been a PO. He's been a cop. He's been a few different things. So he's he's interacted at many levels in this industry. But uh, hearing about prison antics is always fun for me. I just it's such a foreign concept in my mind obviously i've never been i've never been to jail i've never dealt with anything like that i worked at this one here in brush for a long time <laughs> i'm sure you saw some crazy things uh well in context of me you me a few. crazy for me but you sound like you're on another level yeah i mean there was definitely some crazies in there yes. so but then also funny and unexpected interactions and just Im imagining not that i make it a habit of imagining balls all the time but like imagining <laughs> we don't it, judge right we don't king shame here on the Bullhucker podcast. I think about podcast. them a lot. That's good. Uh, just some dude flopping his balls out on a lunch tray is the funniest <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> what do you even say to that? Yeah, there's nothing to say. There's no fixing it. It's it's just it happened. Right. I oh I just thought it was great. I was like, oh my gosh, I couldn't imagine just a tea bag <laughs> and, and in milk. Ooh. <laughs> Like, if they're already gross enough, let's dip them in some milk. That's why they call it Dunkin' Donuts. I'll stick with Oreo cookies. Dunkin' Gonads, yeah. Dunkin' Gonads. You know. Dunkin' Doze Nuts. Dunkin' Deez Nuts. I love this. You win. You win, Jen. Every time I'm eating Rocky Mountain Oysters, I always post a picture of me eating them on Facebook and put Deez Nuts. That balls was good, and I liked it because – it, it, I always thought that cops, firefighters, et cetera, have yeah. these kinds of stories. You yes. know? And you wonder why cops freak out or get pissed off. It's because of things like this story, you know, where you got to be, you got, he's a grown ass man. You know, it's like, come on, man, put your pants on. You know what I mean? It's, it's nuts. I don't know why anybody signs up to be a cop. God bless everybody who does, by the way. You know did you hear what, I mean? what he said? Did you hear what he said, Jen? He, he said it was nuts. <laughs> I did say it was nuts. <laughs> it is nuts. Well, and it, it reminds me of something like, a five-year-old would do so you know just what do you think you're gonna other than the cops are gonna laugh at you in the break room yeah, like, yeah yeah and then i'm sure if you're in your own ad seg cell like if you're in trouble and in lockdown there's a camera on you so you can go play the tape over and over and over just again laugh. and just laugh with your co-workers yeah, you piss the cops off maybe at best you make it on some shitty podcast you know what i mean that's, that's right it, <laughs> and and then you all you got to drink is your milk, right? You, <laughs> I see it as a dominance display, I, I, or maybe just maybe the guys had nice looking balls. 
It could be. It's like I just I haven't been able to show them off in so long. <laughs> Maybe that's just you know like hey surprise. You know, you know like, I'm I'm kind of ugly. I don't have a I don't have a nice chest. Uh, but you know what? I got a nice set of I got a nice set of nuts. I got a nice sack. Here they are. So there you go. Uh, that was a great one. Balls was a good. That <laughs> oh, thank was a, you, Nathan. That was a good pick. Balls. Thanks, Nathan Tyree. Uh, one of mine. I picked two, and I'm going to save the other one for. I always pick the one I want to hear last. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> uh, but this, the one other one I picked, uh, I can't hear you. Uh, well, we'll get into it here in a second. But what? here's, here's, uh, I can't hear hey. you. I can't hear you. So, my first head coaching job was at Crowley County High School. Um, Where is that? Uh, Ordway, small. So, uh, my first head coaching job. Uh, first year I was down there. Uh, they're one a, and, uh, I think that 18 kids out for 11 man football. And, uh, I was lucky, good connections and, uh, had about most of the boys in that school out for football. And nice. that second year, I don't, man, they hadn't been in the playoffs in like forever. And, uh, my second year we're rolling and, uh, undefeated, um, beat Burlington, um, oh. Uh, we play Lyman for the, the league championship, and if you don't know anything, Lyman is the most storied high school program in the state. They have really? More state champion. Just the whole nine yards. and For their size? Uh, yeah, for okay. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like the town's going bonkers and uh, biggest game in forever and all this stuff. And uh, they come down to, to our place, and, uh, you know, I'm crazy nervous, like, you know, second year, this is the biggest game I've ever coached in, sure. and all this stuff. And uh, <laughs> before every game, you do uh, you meet the uh, refs, and they just you know make sure you're legally equipped and just who your right. captains and anything you want us to know and blah 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 and all this stuff. And um, I'm standing there, and we're almost done, and I, I look over and uh, I had this kid Corey, and. Uh, a great kid, big, good, like best looking kid we had. Like six two, six three, played D end, and uh, tied in for us. And I, I, I looked at him, and Corey was one of those kids who played on the edge all the time. Like a little late, liked to hit people <laughs> around piles. You know, yeah, yeah. probably had about five personal fouls already. <laughs> and we, uh, something we were working on, but. And I don't know why I did this. Uh, I don't know where it came from. I think it was so damn nervous. But the refs are about to leave, and I, I just go, hey, uh, uh, you see uh, number 26 there? They're like, yeah. I go, he's pretty much completely deaf. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a really good kid and a really good player, but sometimes he doesn't hear the whistle, oh, my and God. He, he can be late. And to this day, I have no idea where it came from, why I said that. And it's great. So uh, the game goes. Um, we are uh, tied at halftime. Um, you know, I don't really notice anything weird happening with the kid or anything. And I'm just into it. And we'll call and plays, doing my thing, trying to get us uh, to win. And, um, comes down to the end and, and, and we're up by one and, and Lyman lines up to kick a field goal and uh, we have this kid who played corner for us and you know he's like slow as molasses <laughs> I never thought he'd play for us and uh, the holder bobbles the hold and he blocks the field goal and we win the game 
and uh, nice. the oh. town goes nuts. They rush on the field, all this, and you know we're going through all this stuff for like thirty minutes, like and all this celebrating. And, and uh, I saw Corey. This has got to be like an hour after the game, and <laughs> and he he looks kind of funny, and I I you know, I'll go give him a hug and I talk to him, and, and I'm like, what what's up, man? What's wrong? Like the, the, you got to be on cloud nine, and, right. and he uh, he goes. Yeah, this is awesome, but coach, it was the damnedest thing. Like, after every play, the refs would, like, run in and be like, good job, 26. Good play, buddy. Play's over. The play's over. Good job. And I just, I was that's like, awesome. oh, that's so weird, Corey. Like, and to this day, I never, never told, told him. him. Yeah, after our state champion. All right, that was I can't hear you with Ty, Ty Davies, the uh, coach and Fort Morgan football coach. Uh, the reason I picked that story is because I think it's pure genius. I think pure genius. Uh, a kid who's aggressive, that's great, you know, and you have one that likes to hit late. You, you know, he's, he's just an aggressive kid. You know, how do you stop that? That's going to be penalties. That's going to hurt your team. You tell the referees that he's hard of hearing. That is, you know, that he can't hear the whistle blow. When he told me the story, I was just thinking, I was just so impressed by that logic. That's why I picked this story. I'm like, I kept telling Ty, this is genius. This is genius. But uh, spoiler alert, it was the bullhucker. It's a true story. It's a borrowed mm-hmm. story. It was actually his dad that did it. So, uh, But still, uh, one of my favorite stories of the year on this podcast. That um, <laughs> the moral aspect behind it is great. But I think, yeah. I mean, girls make up excuses all the time not, sh- not to shower at a, g- at a gym, you know what right, I mean? Right, right, So, and I can't think of how many times I've made up an excuse, but, yeah, hard of hearing. Yeah. If, if he makes it to the NFL, he's going to get a lot of flags, I guess, you know. <laughs> so what? They all do. Well, I mean, and it's it's funny that the referees would stop him every play. Right, and, and, and congratulate him. And they didn't tell the player that, that hey, we told him you're hard of hearing because you're an asshole. He's like, man, I'm doing yeah. really well yeah. today. Yeah. No, he's he's like, why why are they why why do they keep patting me on the back? Like, good job, buddy. Good job. You're doing, you're doing a, a good job. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a little treat for you. Yeah. I'm surprised it wasn't a penalty in some way at some point. Like, they get away with it for one game. Right. You, how many? Well, games this is the state away? championship game. That's oh, the only, yeah. that's the only, the only game, game that matters. Yeah, that's the only game he did it in. So, do does that logic continue to future games? And how long do you think you can get away with that before someone would be like, <laughs> yeah. "All right, so is he actually deaf, yeah, or yeah, are yeah, we yeah. just getting yanked on?" Well, if you're playing one of those that guy's team, uh, know that none of them are special special needs. Okay, so he's, no, he's, I like that. Yeah, not <laughs> if you're playing your team, none of the kids are special. <laughs> not special needs. <laughs> well, what if they are though? Well, you know, then and then, like, okay. Then they're probably just a linebacker then. (laughs) My brain goes to this immediately. Terrible. What what ridiculous thought that I just had was you have a deaf player on one team and a blind player on another team, and the deaf player is going to tackle the blind player, and he doesn't stop. Do you blow the whistle prematurely because the blind guy can't see the guy, or do you blow the whistle after the guy's blown up because he's not paying attention to the hit? Is the blind guy carrying the ball? Oh, he's got the ball. Well, how do you know he's running the right way? He's got the ball. <laughs> I was like, I don't know how offensive this is going to get, but you know like uh, crosswalks where they have the beeping noises? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just set one up in like the end zone goalpost, and he runs at that. Mm. He or she mm. runs at that. And hopes the defensive linemen are going, beep, beep, yeah, beep, exactly. beep. <laughs> With their arms wide open to tackle <laughs> I'm thinking if, oh, if you're completely blind or deaf, that would pr- <clears throat> probably prevent you from 
I mean, how? You wouldn't well, you wouldn't hear anything. You wouldn't see. You I'm could a, vibrate the helmet. I'm going to do something Matt absolutely hates. I'm going to uh, old school reference a comedy. Oh, great. Right. The movie. Earth Watch Earth this Earth. movie I watched in 1910. It was on yeah. original silver nitrate. It was on, sir. I know what you're going to reference. Uh, hear no evil, see no evil, right? Oh, no. Stir crazy. Oh, that's pretty good, too. I don't know. Uh, you ever heard of Richard Pryor? Yeah, yeah. It's him and Gene Wilder. Oh, one's okay. deaf and one's blind, and they're running from a hitman. <laughs> it's fantastic, dude. Okay. It's, it's, you remember that? Oh, that's what I thought Stuart Crazy was. I thought they were in jail together and no, trying to, no, okay. That, no, it's here. No, we will. Yes, I have. Here, no, we will see. No, it, Matt, it's, it's, you would like I it. I want to check that out. Yeah. It's pure comedy. And Gene Wilder's fantastic, dude. And Richard Pryor. He's Richard Pryor. So, uh, anyway, uh, Ty Davies, thank you for coming on the podcast. That was great. Dency hooked that one up. So, uh, thank you to her as well. That was, uh, that was a great episode, I man. I just can't get over. That is such a, a on the fly. Like, what a coach thing to do. <laughs> totally on the fly, <laughs> make an adjustment. Like, ah, I can't figure this out. Screw it. He's deaf. Hey, yeah, uh, number 27. Uh, can't really hear very well. Yeah. So uh, in case he tries to take someone's head off, to, you know, 20 seconds after the play, you know, as everybody's walking back to the huddle. It's not his fault. So uh, pretty, pretty smooth, man. Thank you, Ty Davies. Thank All you. Right. Jen, now uh, your next story, your last one is... Black Crow. Black Crow. Oh, I I laughed so hard. Oh, go ahead. (laughs) That's cool. Here, check this out. This is Michael Black Crow. Black Crow. Okay, sorry, Black Crow. So I'm at CSU. Um, I'm in the dorm, and I have to go to class every day like most college kids don't do. But I was a good kid, so I did. So I start going to class for a few weeks. Everything's fine. And I would skateboard to class because I was like a badass nerd, I guess. I love you know, it. Yeah, yeah. I and I got like piercings in my head. At the time, I had a piercing here and Ooh. like a piercing in my eyebrow. And I was, I was cool. That's scary. Um, <laughs> that's not what I was looking, going for. I was okay. For cool. But, Sounds like a badass. Yeah, badass. There we go. That's okay. a term we're going to use, badass. So anyway, so I'm skateboarding to class. And I had a hat on. I would wear it backwards because I was... Badass. Yes, of course. Yeah. So all of a sudden, my my hat gets hit off of me, and I'm like, sorry, I'm trying to stay on the mic. My hat gets hit off me, and I'm like, what the hell? And I look, there's a a bird flying away, and I'm like, oh shit, they flew too low and hit my hat off. That's crazy. Fast forward, next day, all of a sudden, like my my (laughs) ear gets like nicked a little bit. I'm like, what the ah, black crow. Flying away. What the hell? That can't be a good sign. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is crazy. Keeps happening. So I'm like, what? This this crow is stalking me. This motherfucker has something against me. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, what did I do? So I um I go to my like the biology teacher and I'm like, I don't know what it is, but this bird is stalking me. He's like, Well maybe it's like your hat or, or or something you're wearing, so change that up. So I change it up, still happens. What in the hell? He's like, Well maybe it's because your your um jewelry Oh. Glimmers, oh, that's right? right. Yep. And birds are attracted to that. So I take my jewelry out. Fucking bird does it again the next day. <laughs> like, you've got to be kidding me. So then he's like, well, maybe it's because you're skateboarding and he thinks you're prey. So you need to walk. Walk. <laughs> nope. Just a slower target for the bird. <laughs> Boom. Every day. And there, what? yeah, every day there's witnesses. I mean, it was like, it got to be really annoying, as you can assume. And you love birds. Well, this is previous oh, I, okay. I didn't hate birds like i actually have, have birds tattooed on my back which okay. is like, yeah so um so then i i you know it just keeps happening keeps happening and finally i'm like all right fine fuck this bird i'm gonna go out the back door so i go out the back door haha nothing haha nothing like third or fourth day fucking bird finds me <laughs> dive bombs me i'm like screw this i like get captive to my own like 
dorm room for a week and it was like i i had to wait for many days until the bird i guess gave up and just like quit stalking me but that's why i'm afraid of birds because this bird stalked a black crow stalked me when i was in college there we go all right that was black crow with michael uh black uh big moik uh that was also uh, filmed in the same place as ty davies that was back-to-back pretty good episode so uh jen what'd you why'd you pick black crow uh first of all I thought the whole episode was hilarious, but I have, I am also terrified of birds. Mine is irrational, and I have had more encounters with birds than I can think of. Really? Yes. Um, yeah, scary bird things. But crows <laughs> can remember faces. I, I see that. They hold yeah. funerals for each other, and they mourn. Do they really? And uh huh. And I, I was just gonna wonder what kind of hat was he wearing because maybe that bird just didn't like your hat and decided to bully the <laughs> shit out of him. He's wearing a fucking raider's hat. Look like, at that ugly hat. I need to go bother that guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought it was great. I was like, oh my god, if I had a bird, a, a crow target me, I'd never leave the house. I wouldn't be able to get out to leave at all. That's fucking hilarious. They have funerals for each other. So his his buddy Hank just got hit by a semi, and so he's just flying along and sees that kid, like fucking skater oh, kid, and, and goes after him yeah so i wonder what the receptions are like how the food is at a crow funeral i'll yeah, probably eat the, the dead crow it's I not imagine. nearly as exciting yeah maybe they eat the dead or they have finger sandwiches <laughs> it was a good episode <laughs> if only the whole, well, the whole episode was excellent it really and was he, and he had a line in there was it the witnesses yes he's like i have witnesses I have witnesses. He goes, well, I don't know him well enough to call him up. Like he's, <laughs> like he's in court. The judge is going, let's call up your first witness. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't know him that well. They were just, they were phoning. They were taping me with their phones. You know, I right. just, that was so right. funny. I have witnesses. What did you think about it, Matt? I want to, okay, so two things right away. I totally, I don't have a fear of birds, but I have, I get targeted by birds i like, swear this like dive bombing or shitting shitting okay yeah yeah and i, I hearken back to a time when i was in uh, catalina in uh, california and i'm like brand new swim trunks brand new like little tank top thing getting ready to go rock out and sw- like surf swim kind of thing um and it's the second we get off the ferry i sit down and it poops right on my swim trunks <laughs> and I'm like just looking at it and we were just the part that bugs me is like I had called it out earlier on the fair I was like I'm gonna get pooped on by a bird they always say oh it's good luck that's just what you say because you have poop on you now right um, <laughs> and you have to make yourself feel better but I, it made me think of that where you you just have certain animals certain animals just want to they want for lack of a better term they just want to fuck with you mm. and crows being so smart they're the perfect animal to do that, to, especially right. to people. Partially domesticated because we build environments for them to get, like actually want to come around and be around us. And then some people are just, I mean, not that, no offense, Mike. Hey, man, I don't want to say anything like that untoward. But sometimes you just got that kind of mug me face. And the, the raven is looking at him like, or not raven, crow. Crow's looking at him like, that's the guy. Yeah. Yeah, raven, never more. How that's the guy. How many times have you been shit on by birds? <laughs> okay. And this, I'm glad we're diving into they this. They touch me. They, oh, touch you? What? <laughs> oh, you, you do yours first. Okay, I'm like, that's, 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 I, these are kindred spirits Jen, all of a sudden. Jen, show us on the doll where the bird touched <laughs> you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, multiple, like a, a, a more than I have fingers. Really? Yeah, yeah. And and so like, no joking, the other day we had that big, it was some kind of like, I don't even know, goose or whatever, migration <clears throat> over in Hillrose. There's probably thousands of these things in the sky. I go inside my house. I'm like, nope. 
nope, nope, <laughs> nope, nope. And I literally, where I'm standing, where I was before, you just see the dive bombs hit right where I was. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know what it is. I think it's maybe the red hair. It looks like a target. Um, it's voluptuous and gorgeous, and it draws them in. Um, or I just, like I said, you have a mug me face, and animals know they can jack with you, and they just do it anyway. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, I have had, I was at the McDonald's drive through once waiting to get my order, and a bird came in, hit my cheek, and went back out. Hit your cheek? I've what had a hell? parrot come and land on my shoulder <laughs> in Hawaii, scared the holy crap out of me. And I had an owl hit come in, fly in and hit me when I was on the back of a Harley. Nope. An owl? An owl. Not messing with that. Okay. Yeah. So, and Tara, my aunt used to have an African parrot and she made me hold it once and I got sick of holding it and I went to put it back in its pet carrier and it tried to bite me because it doesn't like to go in its pet carrier. This was her loving bird, and I flung that little fucker all the way across the room. <laughs> just, it just had a pure reaction, you yeah. know? Ah! Yeah. And she wasn't very happy with me, but yeah, his name was Mo. But yeah, I just don't like them. Probably and want a cracked neck. Probably want a cracked neck. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's yeah. a reason chicken's my favorite food, birds. <laughs> well, and he always used to talk about beer. You got a beer? You want a beer? When a beer, he was big into. I don't think he liked beer. I think that was just a common saying. Just told you know, him to say it. want a beer. Want Someone a beer. in the house liked beer. Yes, lots of people in around the house like beer. A question arises immediately. What have you found that birds come at you with the hat? Like, do they jack with this hat? I've never had a hat on when a bird has come to get me. No. Hmm. So maybe there's something there. Maybe. Because I love it. No, I, I mean, I love this hat. And I'm like, if, if it's a deterrent to getting attacked by birds. Maybe. But, yeah, I can't go around with the hat all well, the time. Well, yeah, no, you're right. But it's just a cool hat. Well, then if you get shit on, that's on you, okay? That's on you now. So. <laughs> if, you, if you're not willing to wear a hat. I've hat. never had one shit on me. But, yeah, I, I just thought it was so funny that he was talking about how he had witnesses and that this bird left him alone for a few days and then came back after <laughs> him. Planning. Yeah. Plotting. I was just like, oh, my God, that's creepy. And if they don't want to stop, they won't stop. If Crow, if Crow wants to fuck with you, they're going to. And that's what they're smarter than us. So load up the guns. Let's see if that crow wants to mess around anymore. You're probably in friends. All right, that I like was that. Uh, that's a good one. Black crow. That was a good pick. Both both good picks today, Jen. Well, and the name of the episode that you had. What was it? Beware the crow. The hoe in the, the, uh, the border popo. The hoe in the border popo. Oh my gosh, it was great. Because the stripper story was also excellent. His stripper story was top notch. So. His stripper story was hilarious. Right, yeah, right. that was great. So uh, that was Black Crow. Uh, both both good picks, Jen. Thank you. Uh, uh, Matt, your other pick was Fire Night. It's a surprising one. Um, it is a surprising one, but we're going to check it out real quick before we talk about it. So that, here's so Fire Night. Yet again, it's another fire call because I'm trying to keep it fire based for you guys, right? Right. So it's about two in the morning at the old Acosta house when we used to live on Cameron Street. Mm-hmm. Call comes in. My pager. Well, that's when we had pagers. Now we have these gigantic radios. But we used to have little pagers, and it beeps off really late at night. And it says, brush units at 222 South Clayton for a structure fire. Parties are out of the residence, and or possibly out of the residence. Fire is in the basement. 
Well, where is that, Larry? 222 Clayton Street? South Clayton. Oh, okay. Where is it? Is that by your parents' house? That is. That is your parents' house? That is my parents' house. Okay. Two in the morning. Oh, okay. snap. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, oh, God. I look at Teresa and I said, that's mom and dad's house. Okay. Oh, that's going to be crazy, man. So I, being the professional <laughs> firefighters I am, <clears throat> haul booty out the door. Get to my front door of my vehicle. At that time, it was a little Ford Taurus. I look down. I don't have any clothes on quite yet. All I have on are my underwear. That's it. That's it. Fireproof underwear at that. I became a knight at this point. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. So I, I panic, and I run back in the house. I told Teresa, crap, I forgot to put on clothes, you know. So I'm putting on some shorts and a shirt, and I run. And I'm thinking at this point, I'm not going to make a truck. So I start hauling booty over. Okay, go through here, go right here, right on Clayton Street, drive straight to my mom and dad's house, pull up on scene. I see the van outside. I don't know if you remember, my mom and dad always have vans, right? Okay. That's yeah. one of their vehicles they've always had. We call it the Nan van. So out there, I see the lights on in the Nan van. I'm like, okay, I'm not sure if everybody's out. So I pull up on scene. I see smoke coming out of the basement of the house. I'm panicking, going, oh God. Then I start thinking, Felicia's kids are there. My sister's kids, okay. Zach and Shy. They're little babies at this point. Right, right. They're old. They're in their 30s now. So. Right. So I'm panicking, going, oh, God, they're in there. I got to go get them. I got to go get them. So my night kicked in on me because the queen knighted me, of course. No, I'm just kidding. I should have been queen. No, I should have been knighted. No, you could have been the queen. I could have been queen. He means drag knight. Drag yeah. Oh, yeah, drag knight queen. Drag queen. That's right. Drag queen. Yeah, just get uh, on your fire. knees. He said, you're going to knight me? She's like, whatever you want to call it. There. <laughs> <laughs> so I pull over by the little house where, where we have two houses yeah. there. So my brother lives in the back one. Well, this time it wasn't him. But um, So I pull in. I run through the back gate, and I see the back door open. And I'm like, I got to go do this. And I hear the sirens. I know the trucks are coming, but... Man, this is my house. Yeah. I mean, my bedroom's down there that I grew up in, and I'm yeah, just... your childhood home. There's yeah. whole memories are in there, and then I'm just like, God, I got to do something. So I grab the hose, water hose right there by the house, okay? And here's where the night kicks in on me. I grab that sucker, and I turn that thing on full blast, and I literally have no gear. All I have on is my shorts, my T-shirt. Thank God I put those on, because I would have been almost commando going in. right, right. I crawl through the front door or through the back door, go down the steps. I slither down like a snake, okay? I'm thinking, I'm putting this thing out. It's hotter than hell. The fire is in the basement. I can see the flames. I got the hose, and I'm tilting it as hard as I could, laying kind of on my belly. You know, it's, uh, that's the prone position, in case you don't know what that means. Yeah, yeah. And I'm on my belly, crawling down there, and I'm trying to squirt fire, and I'm just thinking, God, come on, come on. And I've got no pressure. Well, the fire had burnt the water line. Oh, shit. In the basement. But I didn't know. I just, you know, you Damn. assume you turn the water on and you're just pumping away, yeah, you know. Yeah. Of course, my adrenaline's going too, so I'm just like, yes, come on, fire, go out. I got this. I got this. I'm thinking in my head, I got this down. And I'm pumping lots of water thinking I got this. And all of a sudden, I hear, get your ass out of the, get your ass out of the house. It's, it's the chief. Who is the chief at this time? It's Dwight. Okay. I love Dwight. And I'm like, no, this is my house. You're right. not pulling me out of my house. So I'm still in there, still trying to fight, and I hear guys coming to the door, and he's telling them, get him out of there, get him out of there. So I kind of finally get tapped on the back of my feet, and I'm like, screw this, I got to get out, nothing's happening, I'm not doing anything. Rod Crawl and all his buddies go in, and they, they save the house, and I didn't, so I was really bummed, because the whole time I'm thinking, my adrenaline's pumping, guys, I mean, I'm just like, yeah, I'm, 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 
I'm slaying this dragon. He's, he's got smoke inhalation. He knows there's no water coming out of that hose, right? Honey? Just oh, pointing at honest to God, coming out. The fire was literally 50 feet across, and my hose was shooting like five feet. <laughs> but my tunnel vision made this thing look like I was. Wait, I'm fucking Aquaman. Oh, dude, I was the best ever. You're just fucking the carpet at this point. Yep. That's all you're doing. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much, yes. So, of course, I backed out. I got yelled at. I mean, rightfully so. I deserve to be yelled at. But, you know, it just, I tried so hard. And, and I had come to find out the kids had been out of the house for like 10 minutes. If my mom and dad are like, what is he doing? Right. My parents in their van going, what is, what is this guy doing? Why is he crawling in the house? Let it burn. And, right. uh, yeah, right. so... Uh, it was a tough, tough night for me. I mean, to see the basement burn and we lost everything in the basement. It was pretty sad, but, um, yeah, I mean, so that was the memory. And, and I really, that night, I just really felt like I honestly, that night feeling of riding the horse, like I was yeah. the man. All okay. right. That was, uh, that was Paula Costa with fire night met. Why did you, why'd you pick this one? Uh, well, there's a line in there that made me laugh where, uh, we're doing voices back and forth for like movie trailers. And, uh, I love shitting on Larry and, uh, uh Paul said you sucked. And I thought that was funny. No, that's not the main reason, but he did say that in, in the podcast. I was jabbing you today. I was going oh, to imagery. That's obviously something that I love when someone can tell a really good story and they paint a great picture is the picture of Paul Acosta absolutely freaking out in like his skivvies running into a house, his family home on fire with a garden hose that could only shoot like three feet trying to put out a blaze in the basement and how he's okay. Emotions hit you, Paul. I get you. But like the training he's what is on the, 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 possibility of becoming like the volunteer fire president association God, or something like that he's on some yeah he's on some huge and so this is council. a trained man high level trained firefighter and went full panic mode with his, his family home i don't know if we'd say like all those words about paul acosta but yeah he's a firefighter highly trained well <laughs> well, the, well but they always have like he's got skills man a, a bag their bag like a like your bag you take to the hospital when you go to have a baby they've got their fire bag with their out flame retardant outfit. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so you like know, ready I guess, to rock. I don't know. Yeah, they're there, yeah, their equipment. Yeah. He wasn't supposed to show up to that one, though, because I don't right. think he wasn't even on duty, if I remember correctly. He just had a radio. And his, his parents' and address. It's his parents' over. house. And yeah. so he's like, oh, I got to go do this. And I'm thinking, okay, that's that's amazing. His vision, of course, was I'm riding in like a knight on the, the steed. I'm going to save the day. And then the actual vision being him rolling around on his stomach with a hose spraying in the air is right. just absolutely amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, just destroying the carpet's all he's doing. That's all he's doing. And I love that. Yeah. I thought it was really inspiring in a way because, I mean, that's your house. You're going to, even if you're not a firefighter, if you hear that they, you know, your house is on fire and your parents might possibly be in it. And right. Didn't he say his sister or kids? He thought yeah. might, might none of them staying were in there. It. None of them <laughs> were in the house. They're all on the outside. Like, what the hell is Paul doing? <laughs> Why is he going in the house? How drunk is Paul right yeah, now? Like in his little whitey tighties <laughs> with the, the brown streak in the back. He's running around grabbing the hose. <laughs> that's just that is so amazing. Like, yes, you're you're in full hero mode, and I love to you know like obviously he's analyzed the story since then, but <laughs> I would say like the rose tinted glasses he had on him running in to save the day that hour or whatever was the most heroic moment of his life in his eyes and then the reality sets and it's the total opposite his parents watched him do it i guarantee this will happen his parents watched him run in here and his <laughs> mom was gonna be like paul and his dad's like now let's see what happens let's see what happens <laughs> see how this plays out. <laughs> come on marley he's not even our favorite child
miles. You know what I'm saying? So, the others are so much better. So, um, I, uh, I think I would, even in panic mode, at least take a moment to get dressed. But I also sleep dressed, you know, in, you know, yoga pants and a T-shirt or whatever. So I'm halfway there. Yeah, right. At the moment. But... Yeah, I, I just thought it was so heroic of him to hear that and just go. It didn't. Nothing else mattered but for him to get over right. there and to help try to save that sure. home. And it's a child at home. So. Mighty Mouse, here I come to save the day. <laughs> More like the, the guy of uh, something about marrying my baseball. I'm going hold. And uh, it goes out to Paul, if you're listening. Fire night. That <laughs> <laughs> was Paul. It, or the fire department, it's all Morgan County, Brush and Fort Morgan. There's actually two separate entities. Yeah, there are two separate oh, entities. A city oh, entity and a district entity. And Matt was talking about, Jen, he's, uh, I can't, now I have to go back and listen to the podcast, but he's actually applying to be uh, on some big council that he'd be the first one from Morgan County to do it ever, I believe, right? I thought it was Colorado. Maybe you're right. Maybe yeah, and it was Colorado. like the Volunteer Firefighter Council of America or something. I did hear him say something about yeah. that because mm-hmm. I heard him say he goes to all these council meetings. Yeah. So I yeah. hope you get it. Yeah, absolutely, I, Paul. Absolutely. I, I think he deserves it. And especially, I hope that, Paul, if you can make a promise to us that if you get elected to that position, will you share a bit of this story in your acceptance speech <laughs> and then let us know how it went? Because I would love to hear how it went. About your two inch garden hose? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I love, all right. So there's also we can't just skip over this. I know. I know we have a time crunch, but we got to talk about how the other half of the value of that story was um, the brotherly hatred and love that Paul and Larry have for each other, <laughs> and how seething they were interacting oh, with each other seething. back and forth. It was amazing. I would. I would run into a burning building for that dude. I know. I talked shit the whole you time. You talked shit the whole time. time. Yes. He, you'd never live it down, Paul, but I'd come after you, buddy. I'd come after you. He's a good dude. I've known him for a very, very long time. So. It was awesome. And we have a, we have a very uh, – that's our relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's always It's a beautiful fun. thing. Oh, yeah. and shout out Bill's Nation, Paul, with Damar Hamlin. That's horrible, Wishing man. you guys the that's, best that's and your team horrible. and everybody the best, man. Yeah. It, he he was injured on the field. It was cardiac arrest. He, he just got hit just 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 right, man. Yeah. I mean that that's a freak of Nate. That's a freak accident. Yeah. Man. But hopefully he's okay, man. So. Thinking about Bill's Nation, man. Yep. You know what? I'll even say it this time. Think about Bill's Nation. You know how much I hate that, Paul. Actually, so. no. At Bill's Mafia. He'll love it if you say Bill's oh, Mafia. Oh, Bill's. He'll love it. Go Bill's Mafia. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh well. I. Um. Never mind. Actually, <laughs> not to okay. get too sidetracked, did you see where Cincinnati lit up the whole downtown yeah. area in red and blue? And yes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. I think so. It's amazing how sport can bring us together in the worst moments, right. but still remind us, like, hey, man, we're people living this life. Right. right. Actually, I am going to say this because I had written in my notes. Um, <laughs> the Anne Frank story, he was talking about Zizzerp. 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 <laughs> so he must be from a different generation because it's called Lean now. It's called what? Lean. Lean? Lean. <laughs> L-E-A-N. And the reason I know that is because a few years back, I started finding bottles laying around my kid's room, just Robitussin, but they were making, I was like, what the is going on? It's like, well, we've been doing Lean. And I was like. What the fuck is lean? It's, What's lean? It's like robo tripping. Yeah. You're just yeah, taking a bunch of cough medicine. Yeah, it's You never heard robo tripping? Robo tripping is how I know it too. Yeah, robo tripping. You take a bunch of robo so you can hallucinate. 
I, okay, that's yeah. not me. So then, as soon as I realized that, I was like, oh, my God, I got a bottle of codeine in the fridge. He's probably never even noticed oh. it. <laughs> so I immediately went and took the codeine. Now, every, I don't, we don't deal with it anymore. But, yeah, I was just like, a j- you're drinking cough syrup, Jolly Ranchers, yeah. and Sprite. <laughs> Sip the scissor, man. To get drunk, why aren't why aren't you just drinking beer? But yeah, lean. And yeah. I, when I heard zizzer, I was just like, oh my yeah. gosh! It's, every generation it changes. I know it is robo tripping too. Yeah, this is a. Uh, I told I told Drake you like the most hip hop guy in North Dakota. That's it's got to be it. You know what I mean? So, I don't. I come from the generation where you just drank whatever you could out of a handle. Yeah, <laughs> vodka or whatever. You know. Yeah, yeah. Scissor. He's got that kind of cash. Boone's, Boone's Farm and Mad Dog. Oh, sisters preach. So, uh, and like I said, vodka straight, like gut rot vodka. Oh. Like, yeah, well, you Skull. know, uh, when you're 18 and your liver is the same color it came in, that's you, true. You can do that. So, that's true. That was Fire Night with Paula Costa. Fire so, Night. Yeah, fire Night. All right, one last story to talk about. Now, this this is a story that no matter in what. Part part one or part two, I was gonna make sure this one made the list. Good. I don't want to say this is my favorite story of the year, but it it's a strong contender for my favorite story of the year. Very cool. Uh, it was from uh, Jess uh, Jess Phila mm-hmm. in Akron, Colorado. What's up, Jess? Uh, it's uh, Eastside. My, my pimp or yours? Now, <laughs> this is a story. Um, I love the story so much. Well, you know what? I'm a, I just did what I you did it too. Hey, hold up, Larry. Shut up. We're gonna watch the clip. <laughs> Here's my pimp or yours. <laughs> So, one particular regular day in the hood, I have my daughter in my car, and we are going to this Pollo Tropical, and the car in front of me is a girlfriend of mine and her mom. Her mom is driving me, and we're going to park the car there, and all of a sudden, her mom decides, I'm going to reverse. So she does. So I have to reverse, otherwise she's going to hit me. Right. Well, guess what? So this is going to sound like a cop hater story, but I just need to to un- explain that it's part of my story. Okay. So, uh, no offense. So, without thinking, because in my mind I'm avoiding the accident, I throw my car in reverse. Well, there was two officers walking right behind me. Oh no! So Naturally. I dang near hit one. Cocky guy. Cocky girl. That's me. I have come a long way in this nice area. So he immediately starts like, hey, watch what you're doing. And I'm like, watch what you're doing. And then he was like, oh. And he was like, you're a stupid driver. And I was like, you're a stupid ass cop. (laughs) He was like, oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. I was trying to avoid an accident. My daughter's in the back seat. So what are you going to do about it? Now my hood's starting to come out. Thank goodness you had this one last. (laughs) So he's like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do about it. And I was like, go ahead. I don't care about you. So actually he didn't do anything. So I thought. So eventually we park the cars. We have the meal. I get back in the car with my daughter. They go their way. I go my way. Saw the cop car. I thought. Something's not right. Yeah. Here we go. So I thought, okay, I'm going to go ahead and park right here at the Chevron gas station, and I'm going to wait it out. Now, you may not know this, but I didn't have a cell phone because there wasn't any. 
Whoa, that was a that yeah, was a time yeah. at one point in time they didn't exist. Yeah. So when yeah. you sit at the Chevron, you're just sitting there. How? You just watch people. That's foreign to me. Yep. I don't understand. So that. you just hang out. So I hang out, and then I think I'm gonna start pulling away. The minute I put my car in drive, here they come. Yep, yep. Bloop, bloop. I thought, okay, that's cool because really, I'm just a single mom with my daughter in the back seat. Yeah. Not so much, Jessica. Oh no. <laughs> so, what I learned is within the legal parameters, questioning is all open they can ask you anything oh yeah and i wasn't too experienced being caught if you would so yeah, i never yeah. really <laughs> experienced that side right, before right. so um asked for my license of course ran my license well i had a different type of lifestyle at that time so my address didn't match my license Ticket number one. I am literally like cussing him out. Hood style. <laughs> you can only imagine. It is, it's ugly. So next thing, your insurance is expired. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. I have a military dad. I have USAA. It automatically renews. Well, guess what happens if you don't keep your address updated with the DMV? Your insurance doesn't renew properly. Guess what happens if you don't update your insurance or your address with the DMV? You don't get the notice. You don't know. You don't have insurance. Jeez. Guess what the Florida law is with driving without insurance? They suspend your license. Yep. So I've got wrong address. I've got no insurance. And my license is expired. Guess what happens when you drive with a suspended license in Florida? Probably get arrested. Off to the clink you go. Yeah. So this is a situation that I'm in. <laughs> Mind you, my daughter's in the backseat. I was going to say. How old is she? Six months. Oh, wow. Baby baby okay so oh in God. my mind i'm like human services is coming right. this is going to be bad yeah does it stop my mouth <laughs> of course not of course not no. yeah so i'm glad that i told the hurricane story because upon the time of inspecting my entire vehicle a case of spray paint is found in my trunk well, graffiti is huge. So he was like, oh, what are you doing with this case of spray paint? Well, because of the hurricane, I actually got a subcontract with FEMA. And it may not appear, but I was a construction inspector because all this sidewalk had to be replaced. All these roads had to be replaced. Hmm. All these reflectors had to be replaced. So I had a fabulous job with FEMA and I used a lot of spray paint because we would indicate in bright orange where the restoration needed to happen. Yeah. Didn't believe me. Jeez. So now I have a case of spray paint. I have a bad address. I have no insurance and I'm driving with a suspended license and I'm mouthy as all get out. <laughs> and 
this particular officer, which this will come full circle, was in training, so he was with another one. So they were all about beating their chest, and they right. were going to show me right. how it was. Yeah. So you bet your ass I got arrested. Oh, wow. I had called that girl back, and I said, you need to come and get Leah because I'm getting arrested. Right. And she's like, what happened? So I was like, this, you know, bleep, dee, 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 you know, mm -hmm. I'm starting. It's they can hear me. So I get arrested straight up, handcuffed in the back of the squad car in Miami. It's not like here, guys. When you get arrested in Miami, there's so many people. You don't just go to the county jail. You go an hour and 15 minutes to North Miami to the processing center. Guess what you do the whole time you're in the back seat? Talk shit. <laughs> the whole time. Just run your mouth. Just run it hard. <laughs> and they're like, that's cool. That's cool. So I get to the processing center. I literally <laughs> get thrown into a jail cell with like real hoods. So I'm thinking, all right, you better get your mean face on, toughen up because this is right. only the beginning. I didn't know what was going to happen. I'd never been arrested before. Right. So I'm in a jail cell. There's one girl totally laid out. There's another girl who is strung out, but at least she was upright. This other one is laid out on the floor. And then there's another one that is super mean. <laughs> and she's all like, I need to call my lawyer, and I'm hungry, and you need to give me something, and this is bullshit, and on and on and on. So I think, oh, my gosh. Well, I really didn't have anybody to call. So I just wait out, waited out. Next thing I know, they come, open the jail cell, they get us out. So I'm like, sweet, it's a done deal, right? Oh, no. We get to go in a jail van with some other women <laughs> from other cells. We guess where we're going? To the next processing center. Wow. So now you have... Like 25 bitches in the van. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah, what's up? This is bullshit. It was hooded out, screaming, talking mad shit. And I am sitting there like, is this seriously happening right now? Right. Am I trying to avoid an accident? Right. So we make it to another jail. And there's all kinds of women there, too. There was one lady there. She didn't have any shoes on. She was, like, superly nice dressed cute little lady she's like i didn't even really do anything i didn't know my license was suspended and i was like oh gosh you're after my own heart like i'm gonna mm -hmm. hang with this lady you know yeah, yeah, yeah. she's not gonna try to beat my ass later. <laughs> right, right. so hang out there for a while guess what we're not done Jeez. they must have some kind of super sorting mechanism right. process yeah. where they just keep categorizing you and then shifting you sure so now i am on the straight up old school white flat nose jail bus with the grids yeah. on the windows and we are going back now down to downtown miami handcuffed to each other so we're sitting in the jail bus and i am handcuffed to 
a young lady, I'll call her that, with a tremendous black eye. I mean, it is like huge, swelled shut. It just looks like South Park. It's so big. Wow. So I'm like, well, I'm just not going to say anything. Maybe I look like a badass, you know, even though I just kind of have a big mouth is what got me here and being irresponsible. So eventually some other girls get on the bus. They recognize the girl that I'm handcuffed to. They start getting into a fight (laughs) over whose pimp is who. Oh, wow. (laughs) How do you turn tricks for your pimp? (laughs) Do you turn the trick and then get the payment? Or do you get the payment and then turn the trick? It would, I, I think it would depend on the pimp's policy. Yeah, right? I'd say I would defer to the pimp in that yeah, regard. Yeah, yeah. So not to F-bomb too bad, but you can imagine they're not having a conversation about oh, it. Oh, yeah. They're like, I trick for my pimp this way, and they start getting into a fight. Don't forget, I'm handcuffed to this girl. Yep. Oh, jeez. She is literally <clears throat> about to yank my arm off because they are throwing blows don't think they care. They don't care that you're fighting because you're low lifes. Right. Because if you weren't low lifes, you wouldn't be on the jail bus. Right. So it's not like they're like, hey, don't break it up, ladies. Language, ladies. Language. So she's like, well, I can't say the story without saying the F bomb. Go for it. So she's like, I fuck for my pimp first. And she's like, you're a dumbass bitch. I get from my pimp, and then I go fuck. And she's like, well, fuck you, you nasty-ass bitch. And then she's like, fuck you, you stupid bitch, and I'm going to whoop your ass. And then they just start throwing blows over the seat, and the whole bus erupts. And they're like, hell yeah, fuck this shit. They're all bitches. And it was awful. It was absolutely, like, right out of the movies. Yeah. School I couldn't bo- get out of it. School board president. I know. I can't believe I was actually not going to say that part. I- I, I can bleep it out if you want. <laughs> I love this podcast. <laughs> so I got through it. That's the greatest. Damn. <laughs> I got through it. That's amazing. All right, so that was Jessica Fila with, uh, out of Akron with My Pimp or Yours. Now, the reason I picked this story is, uh, first of all, she was a great storyteller. Yeah, absolutely. Jessica lays down a lot of work on every story. She, like, she, puts, she puts a lot of context into everything. You know what I mean? So um, I really liked it. The, the thing I like the most is it's a story about someone who's laughing about their youth, you know, and the stupid shit you do, you know. And it's and you could tell when she told the story how she laughed and she'd shake her head and she's like, oh, it was horrible, you know. Yes. It's become a fond memory. The most painful thing became a fond memory over time, you know, because – what time equals, uh, what do they say, comedy? Uh, uh, Timing. Pain, pain, uh, um, pain plus time equals comedy, yes. right? So, yeah, uh, that's why I picked that story. And, and Matt and I were watching, as I'm editing it, watching our faces, we're laughing. We're like, <laughs> what? <laughs> as she's like, I can't, I got to say the F word to do this. And we're like, go ahead. And then it just, the floodgates open, man. Here comes Jessica, you know, so. I know it was great. I was like, "Oh, she talks like I do, like kindred spirit, man." <laughs> oh yeah, she's a G. Yeah, J- just don't. She ain't no. She ain't no puss, man. She uh, she'll come at you, man. School board president. <laughs> How can you top that? You can't, man. That that what and and the value to that in my eyes is not only it's it's 
somebody who can be honest about their past that's honorable and respectable but then also like the the ability to to live that life and then still build a life where you can have that at the end of it i i would say that's an incredible life experience right i agree you know and I, I I would argue you're very lucky in a community, especially small communities, where you can have people like that who have had eclectic, very different lives and experienced all walks of life to then share their perspectives right. in those positions. And have the kids around them. Because I think she talks about yes. uh, Puerto Rico, right? Is that what she said? She does, like, classes on it for the kids, Yes, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, so you have someone who has that experience in a small town the size of Akron. Yep. I mean, how many people are in Akron? 2,000 maybe? I don't yeah, even yeah. know. It's somewhere in there. But it, it's cool. And I, and I I liked her whole episode. And yeah, it was, and it was even the same night we did Corby, and Corby was awesome Corby too. Corby was great. Corby did a really I good had a job. Blast with him as well. He's the dude you can drink beer with. You, if you watch the Corby episode, you'll, you, I don't think anybody doesn't like Corby. I think I remember Corby's big old tall guy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. him personally, he but was, he was sweet. Yeah, he's six eighteen or something, or five eighteen. I think that's what he said. He, wow. came, he had a number that he came up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, eight. That was the yeah. only podcast I've had a beer on, too, so it's funny you mentioned that. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. the one where you could have a beer with him and have a good time. Right. Thanks. And you lucked out on that because we did the first one in uh, with Connie, but the, the audio got corrupted. Yeah. So we had, to re, we had to redo the whole podcast. Kind of a bummer, but it was good. He had a good episode. But Jessica's was – Akron is 6-0 and oh with people on this podcast. It's a very so interesting far. town. It, everybody's done awesome on it. So I, if I had to give, and I'll give them out here in a minute, some honorable mentions, uh, some Akron people will come up on that. But anyway, that was my pimp or yours. Uh, thank you, Jess, for coming on the podcast. You did an awesome job. I got a feeling if we went back, uh, we would uh, get three new stories out of her that were pretty amazing. So yes. She had also had the story about the hurricane. That is one of the more intense stories especially it being real you know like one of those intense stories that was it andrew which which one did she say it was i can't remember it was a hurricane in the 90s that her and her family lived through and survived and she you know she would talk about i've never been have you been through a hurricane before neither have i couldn't imagine it and she was talking about basically how it was a free day you know what i mean like everybody'd get snacks and hang out at the house the power go out and this is it actually leveled the house she was in so oh my goodness yeah it was a crazy story it was the whole episode was really good so it was excellent so um, so that, those are our eight stories. I think we got them all. Yeah. Yep. Those are great. It was fun. I want to thank both of you for doing this with me all year. This has been a lot of fun, you know, and it's, uh, I appreciate the help, you know, it's always so much fun. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah. And thank everybody that came on this year. It's been wonderful. Right. For and, real. and it's tough to get people on this sometimes because you get them to step out of their comfort zone to come do this. I think it helps. And I like that you do this where you're interested in the real life. You know, that doesn't have to be a yuck, yuck, funny story. Right. Because I think a lot of the assumptions, even when I first was on, was that I was trying to be entertaining. Right. Instead of just being me in a right. seat. And, right. and I think to a lot of people, if you get, if you understand this, you guys don't have to make us laugh. You don't have to make us cry. You can just tell interesting stories from your life and just be you and in I'm, a moment and I, share it. You guys give me shit. So does Denzia. So does Adam. I love the serious stories yeah, the most. Yeah, I really get into them, man. I mean, I appreciate a funny story. Everybody does. I yes. love to laugh. And there's been some uh, stories on this podcast I've laughed my ass off at. When I re-edit them, I, I laugh again at them, you yeah. know. And you guys, uh, all the hosts have been really funny, you know. But uh, it's the one where people talk about. I, I, I just respect the fact when someone has the balls to say this is something that happened in my life. Yes. And it was shitty, and I lived through it, and here's the story. Right, absolutely. right. I absolutely love it. Was there any honorable mentions you guys had for podcast stories i'll um, tell you a few i had uh i'm kind of shocked you didn't pick one from rick stroh the one for, where his birthday 
that that was was it Ryan or was it Rick? That was Rick's Rick. throw. It was the story where he had peed himself on his 21st birthday and his buddy jumped on the water bed he was on and started taking a bath in the pee and uh. thought it was beer. And, and dude, that, Rick Stroh has that infectious laugh too. Yes, he does. And it, what I thought was so funny was I'm literally like, who was it? And yeah, he, yeah. Just, he just names them off. <laughs> yeah, he, and just, I'm just like, he just starts name dropping Oh, people. I know all of them. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Um, and the other one was Carrie Ankrum. Uh, the Queen story. If you have yeah. a chance, check out The Queen. It's, I didn't it's a, hear that one. It's about a lady in her town who drives a box van with uh, bunk beds in it because they're pretty sure she's a hooker. Uh, but she has a huge beehive hairdo like Marge Simpson, I guess, wears high heels everywhere. Like when she mows the lawn, shovels the walk, high heel, yeah. But she would come in when Carrie was learning how to be a hairdresser, and she would, because um, it was like a little school, so they get cheap, right, or five-buck haircuts. Yeah. Right? And she would come in there, and that's how Carrie got to know this lady, and she'd always smoke the cigarettes, and yeah, but the, the bunk beds in a in a box van make me laugh, because why do you need the second bed? Yeah, it is. It's, it's like, okay, I'm almost done with this guy. You, you get away, you know? <laughs> yeah, go in the, ah. the, the batter's box. Yeah, that's what <laughs> <laughs> right. In the up hole. On yeah. d- up <laughs> on deck. Yeah. Ironically enough, uh, you're, you're in the hole yeah. before you go in the hole. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you're actually on deck before right. you come down right. into the hole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, and, there, and I could pick 15 more stories on this podcast that it, I really liked. You just nailed where I was going to go with this, and I I'm, swear to you I'm not trying to do this as a cop-out, is I obviously I haven't seen every single episode, so I can't Get speak to every single out. thing out. It's all right. I barely pay attention <laughs> when I'm hosting. The, uh, <laughs> the, the thing to me is it seems like every episode has unique gems and these, yeah. these beautiful moments and it's something i share with you a lot when we talk about like what the concept of this podcast is right is taking people in everyday walks of life and giving them a spotlight to share a bit about who they are and then allowing people who are are part of that everyday walk of life to see that person in a brand new way right in terms of 2023 and what i would love to see from this podcast is so much more of that and and keeping with that growth and sharing those people because it's it's amazing famous podcasts you could show off famous people and we all know these people to a certain extent their uh their outcomes their goals and Mm -hmm. the things they've achieved i i just i couldn't feel more interested about the people that i interact with on a day-to-day basis that i don't know enough about right and they get to share that on this and And that's just absolutely amazing well and they share something real and you said a lot of people are apprehensive have you ever had anybody that was that ended the show and said Oh, that was terrible. They all love it. You bl- when you're done, you find out how much fun it is. That's exactly right. it. It's it's. Uh, I, I want to say I'm about in a thousand with that one. I mean, yep. and I tell everybody. Matt tells everybody, if you will do it, if it doesn't feel good at the end, we erase it. Yeah, you know, just come tell us your stories. And I, now I had one person after you're done, you hit the head on the nail, Jen. If they're done, they're like, that was fun. I always ask them, will you come back? And they're like, in a heartbeat. Did you, you hear know? what he said? Did you hear what Larry said? He what? said he hit the head on the nail. <laughs> hit the nail on the head. It hit Did the head he? on the nail. Hit the head on the nail? Yeah. What does that mean? The nail has a head. You hit it. You hit the head on the nail? Yeah. You hit the head nail on the head. I hit the head on the nail. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just making this argument because he's right, and I'm yeah. trying to back out of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, what can I do? What can I do? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch it. So. Oh, no. I'm always listening for those yeah, with Larry. He's always. A, he's a prick. That's yes, why. that's right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I appreciate everybody that supported this, has watched it. It's it's been really cool, and it's getting to a point where on a daily basis, someone brings it up to my, you know, dude talks, for real talks about the podcast. And once again, uh, if you go on the bullhooker dot com, there's a contact information. Come check us out, man, and send me a message. If you have someone, or rat your friends out. I will come after your friends. If you have somebody that is a, is a great storyteller, 
you know, I'll come talk him into it, you know, and, yes. and we'll, we'll sit down. We're gentle. We have a good time, you know, and I, I tell him it's not 100% of you talking. Believe me, it's me and four attention whores that I know that will do the talking if you let us. <laughs> I'll come chase you down in the street like that little Al guy, Al Roker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and if you don't, like Al Roker, tell me a story. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't believe that, look at the timestamp right now because we're about two hours. So I yeah. apologize, but you know what? I don't apologize. This is my favorite uh, part of the episodes is talking about the, the whole year. You know yeah, what I mean? man. So it's, it's fun to reminisce, and I want to thank you guys for taking time out of your schedule to uh, look through the podcast and see. The, your favorite stories too and I, absolutely I'm, I'm looking forward to working with you guys in 2023 on podcasts happy new year, happy Here, new year. here's to 2023 gang and also you can find all our stuff on the bullhugger.com as i forgot i'll tell you a funny story i'm gonna rat adam out right now i love that uh bottom right hand corner of the screen little red dot subscribe hit that it subscribe to our podcast if you're listening to this on any platform make sure you follow leave a uh, remark a uh, and uh, we appreciate it. You know, I'd like to read all the uh, comments if we see them. So I always say, what is it? It's a small click for you, but a big click for us. Okay, I always give Adam shit. I can't believe I said it right. You, I'm a little shocked myself. I mess it up every time. <laughs> Jen, Jen just stares at me like, why are you looking at me? <laughs> but Adam, Adam was waiting because he wanted to beat Densia to the punch so Oh, bad, he did. <laughs> and I totally forgot to do it. <laughs> After we're done, he's like, why didn't you do that? He was just waiting to be like, small click for you, big for us. He was ready. Dancia, yeah. So uh, anyway, we're going to get out of here, guys. Thank you so much. And thank you, all everybody in 2022. See Everybody's you in 2023. Together. See you in 2023. Peace yeah. out. Peace. Thanks, guys. That went well.